Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. I'm here today with my good friend, Pastor Dexter Sanders. Pastor Dexter, welcome back. Hey, hey, what's up, Patrice? Good to see you today, my friend. Good to see you. Well, I invited Pastor Sanders uh, in studio with us today to talk about how to vote our faith. You know, those of you who are from our international uh, listeners and viewers, November 3rd, that is exactly two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, in America, we have our national presidential elections where we are voting both our president, we are voting um, for various senators, congressmen. Uh, throughout the United States, uh, our representatives are being voted every four years in the US. And, and as some of you guys know, we've had Jonathan come in the studio with us. He talked, he made a case for Donald Trump as a Republican Christian. We also gonna have next Monday, uh, we're gonna have a an attorney come on come on board, and he's gonna make a case for uh, for Biden and Kamala as a Christian on the Democratic side. So we're making sure we're giving equal verse to all. Mm-hmm. But we thought we'll sandwich between them a, a pastor to kind of give a sense of what does it really mean to vote your faith, because obviously. Uh, both are talking, both are partisan in how they're approaching uh, the, 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 the debate of dialogue. We wanted to have a nonpartisan on, in studio to kind of give us some guidelines in terms of how do we vote our faith. And so we've chosen Pastor Dexter because he is the founder and president of Back to God, uh, the Joshua generation. He's going to talk about what that means and what Back to God has various tools and resources that include both political, economic, social, and more and more to help each of us as believers equip us on how to approach whatever we're doing with our politics, our economics, or our social life from a biblical perspective. It's a nonpartisan, Christ-centered organization about bringing God's people, no matter what, no matter what party you belong to, no matter what ethnic group, no matter what your socioeconomic background, no matter even your your country of heritage, whether you're American, non-American, doesn't really matter. He wants to pass the Dexter's committed to bringing all of us back to God. I have the honor of serving as the chairman of, of Pastor Dexter's advisory board. Um, and also, uh, Nehemiah is a partner with Back to God. And so, as a matter of fact, you'll be hearing us talk about him in the near future because we're going to have some some sessions. We're going to bring him in to just do a session with him, including Nehemiah Week 2021. With that said, Pastor Dexter, again, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much, Patrice. What what an honor it is for me to hang out with you, man. I love hanging out with Brother Patrice because I know something exciting is going to happen today. So I'm excited, man. Well, whenever we have you in studio, my friend, I, I feel like collecting an offering at the end of our time. <laughs> um, so, if you collect one, you better give me some of it, all right? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, well, Dexter, so just in case some of our listeners uh, have never heard you before in our podcast, give a sense of, uh, you know, your journey, who you are, you've written a few books, you only found it back to God, but you also were a senior pastor for a number of years. So give us a who Pastor Dexter is. 
Man, listen, uh, I am just blessed of the Lord to have uh, had an opportunity to journey uh, on this this journey back to God. It's a lifelong journey. But I pastored here in Orlando for a long time, uh, for years. It was six years ago, Patrice, uh, when I heard the voice of the Most High God saying, Dexter, go tell my people it's time to get back to God, back to my morals, my principles and my values that can only be found in the word of God. And we have been on a journey crisscross the United States of America. Man, we preached it in Israel, we preached it in Africa, uh, different countries, and, 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 and every time we preached that message, Patrice, what I got over and over again was, Dexter, pastor, I'm ready to get back to God. How do I do it? And that question led us to uh, developing uh, strategic tools to help people get back to God spiritually, as you said, economically, socially, and, 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 and foremost right now for this season, politically. So that everything that we do, I think as Proverbs says, trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And we're trying to do that through the Back to God movement to empower people to always acknowledge God in everything that we do. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so Pastor Dexter, America is divided. Yes. Um, we have, we've had someone come into studio to make a case for the Republican Party from the perspective of faith, entrepreneurship, and job creation. Okay. Uh, me and my project takes the position that, uh, I know that some of my friends don't agree with what I'm about to say, that there can be good people on both sides of the aisle. Amen. <laughs> and there are. <laughs> that your next door neighbor in heaven may just be a <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or a Republican. That's right. But America is divided. And so we felt our duty to educate, uh, I, presidential election only happens four times a year, to educate our, our audience about how to consider their votes this year. We had Jonathan come on board. He, he gave us a good, he made a strong case. And if I'm a, if those of you who are Republicans from the Republican party, you would want to know John. As a matter of fact, Jonathan made such a good case. My wife went out and bought his book. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. He did a good job, dude. He did a good job. So, but then next Monday we're gonna have um, another John actually come on, and he's gonna talk about. He's gonna make a case for the Democratic Party and for and Bye. for Biden. But again, it has been terms of we're gonna ask some tough questions. Okay, how does he line up with our faith? How does mm. he tilt that entrepreneurship? And yes. how, does these, uh, how does your candidate help us with job creation? And then the last question is also internationally. How will your candidate help? Because we have a strong international yes. office. Yes. In Kenya, in Cameroon, in Malaysia, in Mexico, in France. They want to know, even if they cannot vote, nor can they support financially. But as they pray, I'm sure they want to pray for the candidate. That <laughs> would be good yes. for their country as well. Absolutely. So your job today, and, and by the way, as you know, both sides have said, and, and it came out of the mouth of both politicians, that if the other guy wins, it is the end of America as right. we do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So right. Today, November 3rd yes. is the end of our republic, no matter That's who wins. That's right. No matter who wins. <laughs> so we thought it'd be good to bring into the studio a pastor to help us process this. You follow me? As It's good to hear from the partisan, and, and we need to hear a case from them, but we want to hear from the pastor. So the first thing, Pastor uh, Dexter, so my, I guess the first reason of question is that 
how important is it for Christian to vote? You know, Jesus said we have to be in the world, but not of it. Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. One could interpret that to say yes. that a Christian, voting is a very carnal, as a matter of fact, non-biblical activity. So is, is it important for Christians to vote? How important is it? Does voting um, uh, hinders our faith in any way at all? That's Absolutely. It does not hinder our faith at all. As a matter of fact, I would, I would suggest that we have a responsibility uh, to get out and be involved in the voting process. One of the pillars that God established between church and family is government. Uh, that, that was established by God Almighty himself. And so he would have us to participate it, but, uh, but in a godly way, in a biblical way and represent, as I said in Proverbs 5, uh, Proverbs 5 or 6, um, as I said, and, and, and make sure that God is the center of everything we do, including our politics is very, very important. And our absence of participation there actually goes against what God tells us to do. And so how important it is, very, very important uh, 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 for us to be involved in the process. I mean, we can't, we can't sit back on the sidelines and then watch people come into office that are going to impact our lives in major ways and not have any say-so about it. And, and if you do want to sit on the sidelines and not have any say-so, don't complain about what you get if you didn't participate. Wow. But, Pastor, sometimes the game of politics can be so dirty, you know, yes, sir. all of them. And we're like, I want no part of it. So talk to me a bit, the Christian who really stirs about their faith. And they're like, Pastor, I, I want to participate. But, I, you know, it, it just seems so dirty, so earthly. You know, help me out here. Man, can I give, give a quick testimony, Patrice? I was that guy. I was that guy, man. Listen, when, when God gave me the call uh, to pastor and, and first he made me an evangelist, my job was for me to go out and and and, uh, and 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 provide the life-changing gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach, aka Jesus the Christ, to everybody I possibly could. And I wasn't thinking about politics. Matter of fact, I was a guy that says, hey, don't bring that into my church. I don't have anything to do with those politicians. They're all evil and they're crooked. And man, let me tell you something, Patrice, one day the most high God went upside my head with a two by four and, and changed my thinking. And, and he changed it in, in this way. It's like, man, how and, and I'll be honest with you, it happened um, uh, several, several years ago. But but God made me understand, how can you not be concerned about something I'm cons so concerned about? And so it was with that that I, I began to, to, to research and, and to get back and to get into my, into scripture and find a place for the pastor, the evangelist, and for the people of God to operate in the political realm. And, and so to the brother and sister that's out there struggling with that, I get it, I was there. And there are a whole lot of reasons why you don't wanna participate. For that reason, Patrice, especially this election, man, you're hard pressed to want to participate. It's like you got you got evil on both sides. It is fair on both sides of the water. And so, like, what do you do in a situation like that? And and again, I'm sure as you and I are going to talk about, we've got to seek godly wisdom and and make God fearing decisions in this election and every election that will follow it. So, all right. So you so you kind of got me intrigued, and and I want to participate, but I want to root what you said around scripture. I, I wanna be able to arm myself with the word of God so that I'm not just hearing Pastor Dex's opinion 
or, or, or seeing precepts. And, you know, our people, they're, they're, they're biblical scholars. Our folks every Monday, every day, they can expect to, to bring them. So they want us, okay, Pastor Dexter, show it to me. My pastor said, show it to me in the Bible. If not, I won't believe, you know, if not, don't believe it. Right. So give me some examples scripturally or some scripture context that I can that can guide this idea that just brought up to my attention. Okay, it's um, what I'm hearing you say, it's it's important to vote. Voting is biblical. I need to participate. And we're gonna talk later about a way to participate that that is in line with our faith. So help me out here. So what passage, what 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 scripture or what biblical example, what book, where do I go? How do I how do I read this in scripture? I would say immediately go to Romans 13. In Romans 13, and, and it says, so let every soul be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. <laughs> that says everything. See, because God appoints kings and queens. It's God that puts officials in place. I know sometimes we'll vote and the person that uh, comes out on top don't look like a God-fearing person. There's a whole lot of people out there feel about that way about our current president. But God is the person who puts those people in place. God put Trump in place. God put Obama in place. God put uh, the Clintons in place and on down the, uh, down the line. And so... God gives us through biblical scripture, we're supposed to submit to government authorities. Unless, Patrice, this is very, very important, unless that authority goes against the very word of God. That's when we can say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm not going with the love of governing law because now your governing law is trying to supersede God's appointed law. And he does not call us to do that. But Romans 13 is very clear. Now, Pastor, there are some who might say, well, but Pastor, during that time, it was a either dictatorship or in the case of Rome, a republic. Uh, there was no voting. Um, I, I will be fine being in that situation where I don't have it. I don't have to pick a horse. Right. So I'm just I just yield to whatever horse I am. I, I am dealt with. Now you're asking me to help select which Caesar is gonna rule over me. What do you say to that? I mean, listen, um, God does tell us, uh, Patrice, to be in the world, but not of it. But he also tells us to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And so you cannot, for instance, right now, if you have little children and you're concerned about how your little children are gonna uh, be treated and the information they're gonna get when they're in public school, when you send them off to school, you better be involved with uh, making sure that you're voting uh, for that school board and the people that are going to be in charge of taking care of your babies when you're not around. God gives us a choice to be involved in the process. And as believers, we need to be there for what, if, if for no other reason to try to make sure that God-fearing men and women are in those positions. So we're here in the United States of America. Everybody would agree that it's turned upside down, but it's not everybody's fault that the United States is turned upside down. See, I would contend that it's the fault of the believers. It's, it's the fault of the people of God because it's our responsibility. I quote this, this scripture all the time. It's out of Genesis 1, 26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over cattle, over all the earth. God gave us dominion. 
the people of God. He gave us dominion over the United States of America, over Africa, over every country. If we allow it to go down into a cesspool of sin, which we have, it's the fault of God's believers. He's not looking for Satan to do anything good in America. Heathens are not going to do anything good in America. It's got to be the people of God. And I would suggest, Patrice, that's the absence of people of God in major positions across the nation and the world is the reason why we're in the position that we're in today. Wow. Well said. Well said. Now, Pastor, so I'm, I'm listening and watching this podcast and I'm a pastor and I have a congregation. Uh, my fear of, of, of addressing this issue of vote or politics along with faith is two issues. One, my church is divided and I'm concerned that if I approach this issue, I may further divide my church. I don't know where to fall. The second is I'm concerned that I might, the government may smack my hand to say, wait a minute, you're a church. You are not supposed to address these issues. How do you advise me? Man, oh God, you're gonna make me lose, lose some friends right now, Patrice, because here it goes. Either you are a pastor or a hireling. Pastors do not have problems speaking truth to their, to their sheep because God has put them in, in a position to do that and it's their responsibility. So if, if you tell the sheep uh, uh, that you're supposed to go right and the sheep goes left, well, you've done your responsibility by that sheep. And I mean people right now. The reason why, again, our nation is jacked up is because we don't have a lot of pastors in pulpits anymore, but we do have a lot of hirelings. See, a hireling is more concerned about tithe and offering and the losing of it than he is telling the truth. A hireling will, will do things like go, they will perform same-sex marriages in their churches. They will say that abortion is okay. Those are hirelings because pastors, true pastors, do not have a spirit of fear. So they're going to stand up and speak the truth and say the truth come hella high water. And so the problem again is we have uh, very few men and or women who are standing in the pulpit and speaking truth. Pastors will not be afraid. Mm, good, good, good. And, and that's for any country. So, so would you then say that one of the issues then with the political, um, the, politi the, the, the political, the lack of morality in our politics could also be because pastors are not doing their jobs. Would you, could you say that? That's absolutely true. Come on, man. I spent a lot of time, as you know, going church to church, city to city, and you're hard pressed to find a pastor that's going to actually stand in the pulpit and speak what thus says the Lord. They're more concerned about being politically correct. They don't want to offend anybody. And last time I checked, uh, Patrice, the word of God is offensive. It's supposed to prick you. It's supposed to prune you. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. But uh, we have an absence of that in churches all over the world right now, which leads to the sin sick type of uh, epidemic uh, that we're experiencing across the world. Wow, wow, wow. I, I love that. So in a sense, you're saying there's a responsibility that us as believers out there have being salt and light. And then secondly, there's an even greater responsibility for pastors. Absolutely. To, to hear truth and, and to equip their people. Well, think about this, Patrice. I hate it, but think about this. If we're not getting it for the pastors, where, where are we going to get fed? I mean, are we going to get it in public schools? No, the kid got out of public schools, especially here in America. You're going to get it on the streets? You're going to get it in a barbershop? Where are you going to get the truth 
if the pastors don't stand in the pulpit and proclaim it. And so we, the Bible says we perish from lack of knowledge. Well, the people perish because, first of all, most of us are not even in churches. And then some of the churches that we're in are not proclaiming the truth. Wow. Now, so, Pastor, OK, I, now you got me convinced. OK, I want to vote and, and, I, and I do want to establish pick a horse. But here's my problem. Uh, I can't talk about who I want to I'm going to vote for, because if I say I'm going to vote for Trump, somebody is going to say, how dare you look how he behaves. If I say I'm going to vote for Biden, they'll say, but wait a minute. You know, you, you look how. In other words, whatever country I'm in, uh, can I just do it quietly? Because my uh, my issue is it, it's so divided that I OK, I want to be in now, but I don't want. To, to everybody's going to turn against me because they, I'm not voting the way they think I should vote as a Christian. What do you say to that? I say to the believer, to the Christian, God says stand up and speak, even if it means that you stand in the minority, even if people are going to come against you. Uh, that's part of the suffering to be a part of Jesus Christ. He said, if you want to be a part of my inheritance, you have to be a part of my suffering. Now, if God gives you a word that, listen, you're standing with this candidate because this candidate stands for godly principles. You're standing with this candidate because you believe that this candidate is appointed by God Almighty to lead in this area, then you shall cannot be afraid to stand on truth. I mean, or you're just like that hireling standing in the pulpit, afraid to speak truth because of what's going to happen to him. Uh, are you going to stand in fear? Remember, God doesn't give us a spirit of free of fear, but a sound mind and boldness. And so as people of God, we cannot take that position. Wow. I love it. Elizabeth Ingram says, amen. But we are accountable even if a pastor doesn't speak out. Exactly, Elizabeth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why Dr. God has taken the stand that we're, we're primarily going after the people because yeah. the pastors are not speaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So in a sense, each of us have have has a responsibility before God. God's not going to say, well, Pastor De Dexter, you were part of a church that your pastor was a coward, so I give you a pass. Yeah, there are no passes. There's no passes. There are no passes. I love it. Now, so Pastor Dexter, there are some, though, who, who believe that you cannot be a Christian and be a Republican, or you cannot be a Christian and be a Democrat. So could you address that for us? Can, 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 can well-meaning Christians be on both sides of the aisle or whatever party in whatever country you're listening or watching? That's, that's a very, very tough uh, question, Patrice. So let me be careful with it. Uh, there, there, there's a difference between party platforms and then the individuals who are actually running uh, in that party. That's a complete difference. And so our first, um, our first job is to look at the party platform, look at the Democratic platform and what they stand for, and then look at the Republicans platform and what they stand for. We have a slogan in the Back to God movement that simply says this, get rid of the elephant, kick out the donkey and lift up the lamb. Amen. Lift up the lamb of God. Because ultimately, as a believer, my first responsibility is to God Almighty. He has to be okay with my vote. And if God is not okay with my vote, I got some problems. I got some serious issues. And so, so you got to look at the party platform. That's going to take you one way or the other. 
And then you got to look at the candidate that's in the party platform. And I'm here to tell you that there's some good Democrats and I'm a registered Republican, but there's some good God fearing people who happen to be Democrats. I'm going to be in trouble like you, Patrice. And then we got some Republicans. Right. And, 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 and I'm a registered Republican uh, to me, walk around with the heart of evil that don't represent God at all. But their platform is a whole lot godly than the Democratic platform. So, you know, you got you to gotta do the homework. You got to do the work. And then you got to go before God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this mess? Because either way, it's messy right now. We don't have anything that truly represents God on either side, Patrice. Mm. And I said that and a whole lot of folk going to get mad at me. A whole lot of my Trump followers going to get mad at me. And I know the Biden folk going to get mad at me, but it's simply the truth. We don't have good godly examples on either side. Mm. Wow. That makes it hard. <laughs> so, that, that, makes it, that makes it difficult. It reminds me of Jesus where he said, let them all grow together. And at the end, we're going <laughs> <laughs> to. That's, that's a good time for that. So, but for our international audience, you, 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 I love that slogan, by the way. Um, what was that again? Take out, out the donkey, get rid of the elephant, lift up the lamb. Lift up the lamb. Yes. So make sure that our international audience understand what the, because it may be a thing you're talking about is zoo. So make sure, let's explain to our international audience who the donkey represent, who the elephant represent. Of course, they know who the lamb represent. So <laughs> a little one-on-one -on -one American politics here. The, the, the donkey and the lamb is the, the Democratic and the Republican Party. They got symbols. And uh, the, donkey. the donkey and the, and the, and the elephant. All right. Uh, are the political, two different political parties. Yeah. So what we're suggesting is we don't stand for either one of the donkey or the elephant. I love it. So in yeah. the United States, they have uh, a Moscow, I guess, in Moscow. So for the Republicans, it is the donkey. Right. And then for the Democrat, it is the elephant. The elephant. And and so he's saying get rid of both of them and lift up the lamb. You got Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So whatever party you belong to, you ought to be on Jesus's party. There you go. There you go. Just make <laughs> sure you're there. <laughs> so wherever you go, take Jesus with you. Yeah. Um, Pastor D, uh, BB4 says hello. We still hey. got <laughs> Do me a favor. We need to get BB in studio. I, I, I keep forgetting. So please reach out to BB and then after the political scene, let's schedule BB and have her in studio uh, to, to, to interview her. But so, Pastor, Pastor Dexter, so with that said, all right, help me out. So, how do I vote my faith? Having said all that, I, I am a believer. I may be in Kenya, in, in Madagascar, it might be in Paris, France, in Malaysia, in Mexico, or I'm right here in Vancouver, Washington, or I'm where you are, Orlando, Florida, or in Washington, D.C. How do I vote my faith? Give me some tips. How do I approach uh, the election so I can, I can vote my faith and my conviction? What do I do? Let's, let's just take a couple of hot button, button items. Uh, let's go. You were just bringing up BB4. She does uh, has a pregnancy center. So she's an advocate for unborn children. If you are, if you are looking at a candidate and this candidate is pro-abortion, meaning that he or she is okay with the killing of innocent babies while they're still in the wound or as they come out of the wound. If you are looking at a candidate that wants to kill God's creation, you need to run away from them. See, because you cannot vote for that person simply because that person is going against the creation of God. 
And so you got to look at that person. Oh, no. I mean, I like him, man. He even, he, he even might be the same color I am. He might have the same kind of hair I have from the same city I'm from. But if that person is advocating for murder, God's commandment says, thou shall not murder. You cannot vote for that person. You can't do it. I'll take another hot button item. If you are looking at a candidate that is pro uh, same sex marriage, meaning that it's okay with them for a man to marry a man, for a woman to marry a woman. If you're looking at a candidate and that candidate says this is okay, well, guess what? That goes against the word of God. Leviticus 17 says, a man shall not lay with a man the way he lays with a woman. See, that's the word of God. So if you're with a candidate that is suggesting this is going to go against that, you cannot vote for that candidate. You just can't do it. And so our job becomes to take the word of God and apply it to everything that we do. And when we do that, now sometimes, Patrice, even right now, it's very difficult to do that because both sides might look a little messed up like they do right now. And so you truly got to do your due diligence to look at the items, look at how they stand on the important issues, and then do your best to line your vote up with the will of God. Uh, so in a sense, what you're saying to me is that I need to kind of take the issues that 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 is important to me from a, as a Christian. Yes. I need to look at what the candidate says that they believe or their policies. Right. And see how much how well they're lined up with the 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 the, the, the word of God or the conviction that I have. And based on that, make my decision. Make your decision. So I Doesn't can't do it based on whether it's a woman or a man, whether they're black, white, or a no. I can't do it based on whether they grew in the same city that I, I grew up in. In in some countries and I can't do it based on whether they come from my same tribe or not. I, I must purely line it up with the word. Is that what you're telling me? But man, let me give you an example. And folk will really get mad at me now, especially my my uh, my black brothers and sisters out there. Man, back when Barack Obama ran for presidency, I voted for him. But I voted for him for one reason and one reason only, because he was a black man running for presidency. And God Almighty, he will hit me with these two by fours, hit me upside my head. And this is what he asked me, Patrice. So tell me, Dexter, what's more important, your blackness or my holiness? Where are you going to stand on this issue? Is it only about your blackness or are you going to line it up with my word? And see, if I lined it up with God's word, I could have never voted for Barack because he advocated for the killing of people that look just like me and my white brothers and sisters and my Hispanic brothers and sisters. It went against the will of God. I had to get on my face and repent over and over again. And I made a pledge to God, Patrice, never, ever to go against God's will and his word for my own sake of what I think. So it always has to come back to what does the Bible say if we're believers? Now, if you're not a believer, you can you know, do whatever you want to do. But as a believer, it has to go get a with, along with the, the word of God. Now, some of the issues you selected are issues that uh, sometimes as Christian, we are perceived to be, um, uh, you know, not loving 
yes. uh, as we use those issues and parameters for our, for our voting choice and so forth. Could you speak to that a little bit? Because what's the difference between um, an extent, let's use the, the example you use on homosexuality. What's the difference between me being, uh, being loving towards uh, gay people um, versus me not being willing to vote for somebody who supports, let's say in this case, gay marriage or whatever the case may be. Could you line it up for me? Because because I may feel like, wait a minute, actually, if I, how, how am I loving as a Christian if I indeed, through my voting power, kind of um, voting against that lifestyle? Because, and people will say this, and I hear it all the time, especially being a black man. Uh, if you're talking about the Republican Party, you're quick to say this. Well, they always talk about uh, same-sex marriage and homosexuality, and they always talk about abortion. Well, what about racism? What about racism? You know, what is, because the Bible is clear on that too. You know, man, he's very, very clear on that. It's not godly. It's it, it's not at all. But I promise you this: the two items that I brought up, there's a difference. And some folks say sin is sin is sin. And I want to challenge that because those two things are the two things that go against the creation of God. In Genesis, when God created man and woman, he said, here, y'all go be fruitful and multiply. Well, a man and a man can't do that, Patrice. And a woman and a woman just can't do that. The killing of babies destroy God's creation. And so there are no other sins that run to that degree. Now, that being said, Patrice, let me be clear. God calls us to love, not to judge. Uh, the, the, no matter what uh, sexual persuasion, no matter what things uh, that we've done, God calls us to love and not judge. Man, Patrice, I stand here before you as a broken man because in my younger life, man, I was responsible for the killing of innocent babies as I ran rampant as a young boy. But, but knowing what I know today, I know that that went against the will of God and I've got to repent and I've got to move away from those things. And so there are some items, Patrice, that we as believers need to be very, very concerned about. And those are two of them. Mm, awesome. One of the things that I often point out to people is that, because I think the danger with our culture today is an attempt to adjust the word of God uh to our social norms. Yes. And, and I believe that's very dangerous. It's dangerous to society in general because when the word of God adjusts our social norm, well, it's kind of lowers the bar, right? Yes. Um, I believe that the word of God ought to be inspirational, yes. right? The word of God ought to be challenging us and me. It's kind of like as a parent, you, you're a father, you know, you know the drill. Our children are always trying to adjust our rules and our guidelines to what they're comfortable. Yes. And as it's, as any good parent, you, particularly when they're teenagers, you spend your time fighting with the kids because they're trying to bring down, you know, uh, adjust your your rule. Particularly, you had the first kid, right? The second kids come, they're challenging it. The third yes. kid, then when they go around their friends, right? They say, "Well, daddy, mommy, I, you know, in Susie's house, they don't do that." Yes. And so you're, you're at home, you have this challenge of adjusting your guidelines and your house rules to the norms of, uh, of around you. I mean, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little racial here for a minute. My wife won't like what I'm about to say, but you know, we all know now. This is gonna be a total stereotype. <laughs> parenting yeah. a little bit tougher than my yes, parents. absolutely. I agree. Comment, but I, I just I've just observed that. All right, <laughs> we 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 do we don't we believe in capital punishment at home. That's right. We just do. We do you not know. spare the rod. <laughs> in this world, I'm gonna take you out. That's I mean, right. Call the police. <laughs> I do whatever you want to do. Call the police for you, <laughs> and then when they come, I will pack your bags. That's right. I will put you in the police car. That's right. Take you away, and when That's you're correct. ready, you can yes. come back home. That's right. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> you know, so, 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 uh, my kids grew up in a, in a predominantly white environment, and so, and so, they always felt like you know. We we just had a little tighter ship, you know. That felt like, you know, mom, dad, y'all just y'all, you guys are not as cool as my friend's parents. Yes. And, and then you know that was just the way it was. So they were always trying to get us to bring down, you know, the standard. The bar. Yes. The bar. And that's kind of how we are at times, right? And then we'll tell our kid, listen, uh, I'm not, I'm not their parents. As long as you're under this roof, this is the way it's gonna roll. That's right. At any time, you can move out. And ask them to, have to to house you at any time you like, but until such time, this is what it is. So that's kind of how it is for many of us, right? Yes. And I can see God right now. God, that you're always trying to change the rules. Now, let me say this: with that in mind, it is very tough, particularly for millennials, when when society is changing, and the Word of God is not. And there's this there's this attempt or this temptation to want to adjust the word of God to our social norms. So Pastor Dexter, so let's speak that a little bit. I mean, because the reality is that society is changing. Yes. And those of us who believe in things like traditional marriage and in some things that are just very boring stuff, you know, um, we we are becoming more and more majority. So, so how do we deal with the reality of, of societal change while trying to hold on to an eternal truth that's been around for thousands of years. I think it's a, it's a choice. It's a, a decision that one has to make, Patrice. Either I'm in this thing with God or I'm not. Romans 12 makes it really clear. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It goes on to say, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. He tells us he knew we were going to be in this situation, Patrice. He knew we were going to be here and the world was going to be doing crazy things around us. Our kids were going to want to get in the world. We, Some of us were going to want to get in the world. And that's why God told us, man, through, through Paul, be not conformed to the world. Don't walk like the world. Don't talk like the world. Don't love like the world. Uh, do everything opposite of the world. If, again, you are a true child of God, your parents sound, you, you, your parenting sound like the parenting I got at home. Patrice, my father, my father definitely believed in the Torah, you know, spare the rod, ruin the child. You know what I mean? And I did exactly what your kids did. I'm like, but, but look at all my friends. But I promise you this, myself and my brothers and sisters were blessed because my parents did not allow us to be like everybody else. And so for if you're out there listening, man, the Bible says that we are a chosen generation, 
a royal priesthood. You know what I'm saying? We are a special set-aside people. And set-aside people can't act like everybody else. And so you have to choose whether you want to be God's set-aside person or you're going to choose that I'm going to run with the world. Hmm. And that's the choice we have to make. Amen. BB said amen to that. So, so with that, you know, we, if you think you mentioned Romans, I mean, back in those days when the script was written, they were not exactly the majority. That's that's true. There was there was sin ramping around them, and they had to stand out. They they were the called out ones. They had to truly be light and and salt. And and for that, they suffered persecution. They suffered a lot that's of right. consequences. And died, man. Many yeah. died standing yeah. up for God. And so yeah. uh, that challenges us as believers today, Patrice, in this climate right now. Am I going to be light in a dark place? See, right now, the world is not suffering because darkness is running amok. The world is suffering because of the absence of light. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you strike a light and strike a match in a dark room, what happens? You know, it's the absence of light. And we are supposed to be the light of the world as our brother, Yeshua, went before as a, we're supposed to be his hands and feet. We're supposed to be his voice and his eyes. And it's the absence of that light is why we're in the situation that we're in. So when you say back to God, you're in a sense inviting us back to those traditional values. Exactly. In a sense, does have consequences as we try to live up to them. So, Pastor Dexter, you have some tools uh, to help us walk this thing out. Let's talk about these tools so that that way, and by the way, we've partnered with Pastor Dexter, and uh, we've bought a membership. Right before this, this call, I, I sent him my card, and I made sure that, that we, we were paid up. Uh, so we have these tools that, um, that, we, that Nehemiah has bought a membership with Back to God so that those of you who are listening, um, if you're a regular listener to our podcast, if you are a member of the e-community and, uh, and you want to take advantage to, you can access them for free uh, by virtue of just saying, using a code that we're about to put up. So first, let's start with it. Before we do, actually, here's what Elizabeth said. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you for watching. She says, absolutely. Another way to do that is to be wise uh, on when you went to open your mouth, <laughs> your vote, but don't be responsible for the vision. Hey, hey, yeah, Christians are not to be participating in division. That also is ungodly. Absolutely, Allison. Good to have you. By the way, we've done a, a podcast with these two ladies. Oh my God, one of the best podcasts you've heard. Go back to our blog, our podcast. You can hear. Allison says, so blessed to be light in dark place for Jesus. These are two Hallelujah. entrepreneur women who are saying like it is. So, um, so, so Pastor, De talk about the tools. So you have economic tools, you have social tools, you also have political tools. Let's focus on the political tools. So what tools does your organization provide to help our listeners and viewers make sound decisions on how they vote? Tell us about it, please. First of all, uh, for those in the United States of America, we have two tools uh, that you can examine. Uh, first of all, examine the political parties, examine the Democratic Party, and then the platform of the Republican Party. And each of the items, education, immigration, uh, marriage, you know, all those important things that you should guide your vote around, you're gonna be able to look at the Democratic program, uh, platform in, in our challenge and see what they stand for. And if they stand on godly principles, hang out with the Democrats. 
And then you're going to see the Republican platform in there. It's going to say plainly that the two are night and day. They're not even close. They don't agree on any issues. And you're going to have to, first of all, decide on a political platform. But then we have a tool in there called iVoter Guide, where literally you're going to be able to put in your zip code. I don't care what state or city you live in, put in your zip code, and it's going to bring up all the candidates that are running in your area. It's also going to bring up the presidency, the senators, the congressmen. It's going to bring them up and it's going to provide for you information about them individually. So you see where we've gone? We've gone from platform comparison to individual comparisons. What's their record? What have they stood for? What have they voted for? So then you can make an informed decision on how God would have you to vote. The Bible says we perish from lack of knowledge with these two tools. Here in America, you're going to be able to walk into the booth and uh, and make an informed decision, a godly decision on who it is that you should support. So in this political tools, uh, Patrice, we're giving empowering God's people with the political information they need to make godly choices in the political realm. Wow. I love it. And that's available to you for free at no cost. We already took care of the membership fee. You can go and use that uh, that discount code and sign up for it, and that's that tool. You can also share that with with friends and family. Only friends and family of Nehemiah people, and make sure you have access to that. Where it's paid up for it, you can have access to it. This is powerful. So, so you're telling me that I can log into this to this website here, use this code, become a member of Back to God, and access the political tools at no cost to me. Correct. And I can learn to contrast both platforms right there on, on this platform. On this. That and then is correct. To our voter guide, I can learn about the candidates. Yes. Uh, in, my, in my city, in my community. Yes. And then look at how they're voting or how they're, they're positioned so that I might know how to vote and who to vote for. Is that what you're telling exactly. me? Exactly. All right there. Matter of fact, as soon as you go in and join this Back to God Challenge, we're going to send you information on how to download the Back to God Challenge app. So no, so so literally from your handheld device, whether it's Android or Apple, you're going to be able to do that right there from your phone, man. You don't even have to sit down at your computer. God has made this available for his people, man, for such a time as this. So what's the catch here? There's no catch? There's, There's no catch, man. <laughs> here, here, folks, listen, if you're listening right now, uh, Patrice, man, and Nehemiah has paid the fee for you. Normally it's $60 a year, but he has already paid that money for you. And so use that code that you see on the screen. It's coming right now. It's S-C-F-C-M-E-M. Go into the Back to God Challenge at www.b2god.com. Do not put in any financial information. Don't put a credit card in. Don't do any of that stuff. Go down at the bottom and put in your free code, and God is giving you these tools for free. And the political tools is just one of four sets of tools that we have in there for them. So so the, the free access they have also give them access to the other tools? Absolutely. So we're going to have to have you come back and throw the other tools. But right now, list the other tools at a high level. What are the it, other tools? It, first and foremost, the spiritual tools. we got a, a, a online course in there. It's called Journey Through the Torah. It's going to get you back to God in your, in your spiritual foundation. 
And I tell people all the time, it says, no, we don't have to do the Old Testament anymore. And I ask them this question, Patrice, you'll love this question. I do. How many people out there can pass a trigonometry examination if you've never had arithmetic? Well, we know the answer to that. You're not passing it. <laughs> and so we're saying, how can you possibly understand the New Testament if you don't have any understanding of the foundational principles that come from what we call the Old Testament? I call it the First Testament. And so in the Back to God Challenge, you're going to get those spiritual tools along with other things to help you on your journey back to God. In the economic tools, uh, were you going to say something, Patrice? No, no, no. I love it. So, so I got spiritual tools, tell me about the economic and the social. Economic tools. We have a powerful tool in there called Screen and Clean It. Man, most of the people that listen to your podcast, uh, Patrice, don't go along with people killing babies. Uh, don't go along with things that go against God, gambling and all those different things. But depending upon where we shop, we spend money and they take our money and kill innocent babies with it. Well, what if we gave you a tool where you can screen and clean where it is that you spend your money, ensuring that you will never again spend a penny with Satan, that you won't give another dime to the killing of innocent babies. They're gonna get that tool in our economic toolbox box in the Back to God Challenge. Wow. And, then, and then we're doing the same thing with the social. Uh, we're gonna screen movies where you, your eyes and ears should go. And then we're giving you uh, great information on sexual uh, uh, morality. And, and testimonies on people who've struggled in those areas and, and are now have come out. And, and that's going to be great information. And get this, we also have an alternative to Facebook. It's called Freedom Book. And it's going to allow you to operate in a social media environment that's nice and clean and godly. And again, all of that's going to be free for you today through the Back to God Challenge. I love it. Elizabeth Ingram says, you are her new best friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love it. And that's a dynamo, too. Uh, by the way, just so you guys know, we're talking to Elizabeth about joining our team even closer. Elizabeth, we'll look, my wife and I are looking forward to meeting with you and we see what God does there. We're excited about how. Oh, praise God. To help us out. Wow, this is great. So, so we, you've not only learned how to vote your faith based upon. Uh, from Pastor Dexter, but you now also have tools to guide you with that, both looking at the party platform contrast, also looking at the the uh, those running for office in your particular city or state uh, from the presidency all the way down. Pastor Dexter, somebody's watching and listening and saying, wait a minute, what about those of us internationally? Yes. Uh, can this tool help? I mean, what do you say to those? I, I, I say the tools can help. And I'm, I thank you. I, I wish someone would come on and say, we need these tools in, in, in camera. We need them someplace else because I'm going to say Patrice is helping me to develop these tools so they can be used internationally. Because guess what? The same premise that God uses in America, he uses in every nation across the world. And so for right now, you could just take the examples of, of what we have going on in America and apply that uh, to uh, the situation in, in your individual uh, um, countries. And, uh, and so, and just know that back to God is on the way. I love it. Frank, that's a challenge for you. Uh, so I love for you to connect with Dexter and see how this can have an application for Kenya. Uh, Kenya right now is our strongest uh, performing country. And so Frank, to who much is given us required, so, you know, I know that they had a divisive election recently in Kenya, 
And, wow. um, and so, you know, maybe some of this stuff can help them. Well, Pastor Dexter, wow, that was so helpful. So this, so you, uh, we want you to put what Pastor Dexter shared along what Jonathan shared. And then on Monday, I want you to tune back in on Monday, we're gonna have uh, John come in the studio to, to make a case for the Biden, Kamala Harris administ uh, administration so you can put all that together and you should be good yes. about to vote November 3rd. You have no excuse but to vote, but you also know how to vote your faith uh, so that you can vote for those who will promote both who will stand for Christian values, who will be good for business, and who will be good for job creation. With that, Pastor Dexter, uh, closing words. So there are people listening, watching, and they're you know they're a bit discouraged, uh, perplexed because we've had the pandemic and we have economic uncertainty and and all those kind of concerns. What word of encouragement do you want to leave them with uh, today? Listen, no matter what it looks like. Don't don't believe the hype. Man, God is still on the throne. He's still sovereign and he loves his people. He loves us. And and, you know, everybody thinks the world's going to come to an end on November 4th. It's not. I don't I don't believe so, because the Bible hasn't revealed that yet. And so there there is sunshine. I mean, there is sunshine uh, uh, coming and God knows your situation. But you got to trust in him man, and believe in him and take these tools, man, and start walking this journey back to God. Man, he's calling you to himself right now like never before. And so take the challenge, get back to God and watch how he will move in your life. It's going to be a good day. Amen. Amen. And De Deborah says, thank you, Pastor, for providing the tools needed to make decisions that honor our values and faith. Walk. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Dexter, we, we're going to have to have you come back, man. Thank you for ed educating us today. Again, go to backtogod.com and use that password, uh, that code, to get the free membership of Back to God and use that to, to help guide your decision for the upcoming elections. Uh, and then we'll have Pastor Dexter come back. Those of you who are, who are from the Nehemiah community, we, you're going to hear about Pastor Dexter more and more because we're going to have some special meetings down the line. We're going to invite him to kind of educate us and inspire us as we continue to partner with him in trying to bring back to God, both to our community as well as around the world. With that said, don't leave yet because I want to pray for you. I'm going to ask Pastor Dexter to pray for us today. Don't leave yet, though. I'm going to make this announcement. I'm going to ask him to pray uh, for our nation, to pray for our country, and pray as each of us are led by the, by the Lord to make a decision uh, uh, on November 3rd. But but if you want to, if you enjoy this podcast, if it's blessed you, I want you to share it. Uh, share it with friends, share it with family, put it on social media, uh, share it with others so that others might like you be equipped and inspired as to how to vote their faith. And as you share it, uh, if you want to know more about how we can help you if you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, if you're looking to start your own business, you wonder how we can help you uh, come alongside you and help you with your business to make sure that you are operating your business uh, based upon your faith according to biblical principles. Go to nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can learn about our training program, whether it's biblical entrepreneurship or identity and destiny. There you can learn about our coaching program, whether it's our one-on-one -on -one coaching or our business Success Accelerate, our group coaching program. There you can learn about our access to capital, uh, how we can come alongside you and provide you capital 
in growing or starting your business. The other day, we're providing over 50, over $2 million of capital to businesses. And our goal is to do 25 million in the next 10 years. You may be one of them. Also, there you can learn about how to become a member of one of the fastest growing entrepreneurship communities in the world, where you can connect with entrepreneurs from all over the world, from Asia, Africa, Europe, North America, Latin America, so that together we can transform the world. Look forward to seeing you in the community. With that said, Pastor Dexter, thank you for being with us. Could you close us in prayer, Pastor Dexter, and pray for our nation as we prepare for the upcoming elections? Absolutely. Father God, we thank you for the gift of life and for your blessings, Father. We thank you for being our God and for allowing us to bear witness your love, your grace, your compassion, your mercy that you have on mankind. And we, we just thank you, Father. We understand that before the foundations of the earth were established, you knew that we'd be here on this podcast, Father, offering you that that you deserve, all the honor, glory, and praise. And so we come to you, Father, humbly, just asking you to forgive us of our trespasses and sins, sins against your commandments, your word against one another, as we've not loved one another the way you've called us to. And at the same time, Father, we're asking that you will empower us to be the men and women of God that you've borne us to be. We especially uh, ask prayers over this nation as we get ready to go to the polls, Father, in two weeks. And I'm just praying, Father, that you will you will prick the hearts uh, of your children, prick the hearts of the believers all over this nation, Father, and empower us collectively to get out and make an impact in your name in this political season. And, and if we're going to get out and vote, Father, to make sure we vote our faith, God, and our, our, a vote that lines up with your will and your purpose for our lives. And so, Father, it's up to you right now. Father, we're praying that through the power of your Holy Spirit, your Ruach Kaddish, come, empower us to do the things that only you can do, Father. And at the end of the day, we'll be so careful to give your name the highest honor, glory, and praise. So thank you for Patrice and his leadership. Thank you for Nehemiah community. And thank you for those who have witnessed your move on this podcast today. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Dexter, thank you so much. God bless you. I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank all right. you. Bless you, man. All right. Bye-bye.